Welcome to the Quest Express, your passport to immersive travel experiences and cozy conversations. For curious explorers who understand the art of slow travel, we're your go-to podcast. Every few weeks, we touch the heartbeat of a new city where we chat with artists, innovators, historians, and entrepreneurs who make each city come alive. The Quest Express is not just a podcast, it's your ultimate slow travel companion. It's an invitation to begin your own quest. Galileo, Vespucci, and Casanova. Were they rebels or revolutionaries? Which one was an alchemist and which one was a violinist? It's all in this episode with Raffaele Dessi. I'm working on a great project about the perfect reconstruction of a tunic of the second century after Christ that was found in Egypt, so 1,800 years ago. We have to understand how was made the decoration, and after I have to ask to make the copy of this decoration. Wow. Yeah, yeah. it's a clothing, but this one has many buttons in the front, usually the mm. one of the priest. This one don't have buttons, only for very rich people, because you have to cut the fabric, and when there is not a machine that cut the fabric, it's a big problem to make uh, something like this, because the risk is that you totally rip the full fabric. In the ancient period, we're talking about the second century after Christ, it was very hard to find cut into a, a fabric. So this tunic was found in Egypt in a um, grave, I think. The English is grave. Uh, I think the word is grave, but tomba. Yes. Um, and in this grave was found this, uh, this tunic. And as we have just finished to make one of Middle Age, where we do this same kind of work, because after you realize how it's made, you have to find the artisan that is able to make a new one with mm. the same way of the ancient one. It's not a machine that is going to make it, but a person that is going to make the new decoration. Uh, and so you have to find also people that are able to work in this way. So I'm curious, what was the fabric? Is copto uh, fabric. It looks like linen, work with canapa, probably something like straw. The colors are, of course, all natural colors. Yeah. And uh, there are some subjects. What is really particular is that uh, as uh, Christianity was not strong in Egypt at the period, mm -hmm. uh, in the center, all the subjects are not cross, that are the ones that usually we found in our reproduction, but uh, Salomon Nadel, that is a particular kind of uh, uh, design, uh, look like infinitum. Yeah, infinitum is the yeah. eight that you put yeah. in the horizontal mm -hmm. way. When you put two infinitum together, you have the Salomon Nadel. We call it uh, Nodo di Salomone, mm -hmm. that is uh, an old, old Jewish decoration, but you always have to think that uh, Jewish is also the same uh, cultural Phoenicians. So in Egypt, you have this mix between the two cultures of the people who comes from what uh, now is Israel and from people that now from uh, uh, comes from uh, Tunisia. 
mm-hmm. that were definitions. So mm-hmm. they both come from Israel, but uh, one go to Egypt, the other one go to Cartagena, and after from Cartagena they arrive till Europe, and so many, many, many mixing that you can find in this tunic. And that's the reason because it was asked to make the copy because many people want to study it, but of course the original is totally impossible to be touched. In this way, people can touch the the copy instead of the the original that is closed in a cavo and it's impossible to, to touch it. So interesting. And this one is just for fashion. But for example, the last documentary made was was about Amerigo Vespucci. And the problem was that Amerigo Vespucci lived in Florence, was born in Florence, lived in Sevilla. Uh, of course, he goes to South America. He comes back in Barcelona, also in Lisboa. And so all the time that uh, you had to work on a documentary, you have to find... Uh, also the way of life of all these plays study <laughs> by going you know, into the person's life or studying a of score course. yeah also the reason why they do something yeah uh, for example america Vespucci really described the the south america indios and it, it was also very close to them because before he works on the he goes in africa and he bring you know black people in europe before the discovery of america were a status symbol because it means that you were so rich that you can have in your family a person who comes from very far and you can take care of this person and so you always have to find very nice people that Usually they have to be smart because they have to learn very very fast uh, the yeah. new language. Because if you bring in the uh, French court or in uh, in the Spanish court, of course they have to talk with noble people because they were into the noble people, the families of these people. Because it was really a way to show that uh, your power was so strong that it doesn't stop only in Europe arrives also in uh, Africa, also in America. It's very hard to understand it now because we always think about uh, servant, while at the period was totally the opposite. Yeah, uh, It was the, the fact that you can live with diversity, you can share with diversity without any problem. If you mm. look at the Carpaccio paint, you, all, you see that many of the gondoliers uh, were black uh, people. You know, the gondoliers, when the noble person is into the palazzo, is the one who show the health of the family. So at last, uh, the fact that uh, in your family there is a black people means uh, that uh, you not only have around you people strongly connected with you, but also people that come from far. In fact, you can also find uh, portrait of black people adopted by Venetians that live in the palazzo, like Son, because they always say, we have so many business with Africans and uh, the least Far East, that of course we have to know this person, son and daughter. It's, it's very hard to understand the relationship of diversity that we have in Venice. And not only in Venice, because at the period was not only a Venetian point of view. Right. Mm, 
you know that the problem arrives when the conquistadores but we are talking about uh, the second half of 17 not uh, uh, at the beginning of the of the renaissance because at the beginning of renaissance america was a place to discover was a place to respect was a place fantastic you know the the, the flowers the all the vegetables all the things that arrive from from south america were considered like jewels more important than gold and so really uh, work on this uh, documentary uh, really show me that at the beginning the history was totally different uh, yes. of what we see today you know in many places in this moment columbus day is not considered something that you have to think about joy while mm-hmm. at the period columbus was really a person that say that want to change the shape of the earth something really you know he had to be very brave to decide to go the thing that was flat the, yeah, right. the earth it, it was really brave to do this and you can imagine that when he met this first person it was totally enthusiastic about them Right. Uh, right. You know, everything changed when uh, business became more important than people. So, so you have edited some documentary biographies that are fascinating: Galileo, Vivaldi, Casanova, uh, Amerigo Vespucci, and others. What would people be surprised to know about Casanova? Casanova. All people knows Casanova as lover. From the fashion point of view, I can tell you that many of the stories that they talk about are impossible. For example, ladies have so many things under the skirt that was totally impossible, many of the stories that he talk about. A myth that you want to create. Yeah. But, you know, he was uh, a great writer. He doesn't wrote only the memories. He, write, he wrote also other books that are mm. very interesting. He was a good musician because he, he played mm. violin too. He was an alchemist. He was always oh. working chemical things, uh, not to find gold, you know, the gold stone, I don't know how you call it, in, uh, the, the stone that you touch uh, and everything became gold. Mm, we call it pietra filosofale, but I don't know in, uh, in English. Mm. Maybe philosophical stone, because in Harry Potter there is one of the one of the stone is uh, uh, the philosophical stone in Harry Potter the, okay. the books and so you know he uh, have so many aspects and he was also a very 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 great traveler and so following the travel of uh, Casanova for example we show from Naples to Varsavia because really goes in all these places and from description you realize that it really goes in this place that mm. is the same things of vivaldi many people talk about vivaldi as venetian player composer of course it was a venetian composer but he was so great in life that every king of the period want to have in his court or want to met him and so he met the Pope in Rome, uh, he met the Emperor in, uh, in Vienna, he met the King of France, he was the private musician of the Prince of Mantua. So at last, when you talk about these people, you are not only talking about the person of the documentary, 
but we are always talking about uh, all the, the the war that was around him. You can imagine Galileo that uh, was born in Pisa and uh, at last uh, was able to write a book where it totally changed the idea of universe that mm-hmm. was till this moment uh, considered right. If it was not so important, his family probably uh, will be dead. died. You know, yeah, it will get burned, <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. Uh, like uh, Bruno or like Savonarola. But as he comes from a very important family and he have very important protector, it was impossible to to burn him. But in the meantime, he have to say that I was wrong. But at last, uh, he can have his studio and he can have his pupil also after this moment. And so mm-hmm. you really realize how many people want uh, to go to understand uh, reality, not only what uh, the state and what is, uh, and the statement say that you have to say. If he has so many pupils, he was one of the most important teachers in the University of Padua. The University of Padua was totally free from the Pope. Was ah. that's the reason because it's considered the oldest university of all the world because the one of, of excuse me, of the world of Italy, uh, because the one of Bologna is older of about three years, four years, but uh, it was under the control of the Pope. The one of Padua that was under the control of the Doge, not under the control of the Pope, uh, it was more free, and that's the reason because Galileo can teach in Padua ah. University and not in any other university in Italy that uh, more or less was under the control of the Pope. If the University of Padua was not under the rule of the Pope, then more subjects could be taught. Like, for example, was astrology taught there? There was astrology at the period of was considered look like math. So right. it was quite common. What was strange is that, uh, for example, philosophy, that I know that is quite strange that you think about uh, an idea of freedom, but uh, philosophy, it was taught, you know, philosopher uh, can think about everything without the idea that everything has to be reconnected to God. Mm-hmm. Or, for example, biology. You know, we're talking about the period uh, that uh, we're talking about Darwin, uh, philosophy, all those things, so evolution, all those things. And of course, if you think that God is the only that uh, creates everything, you cannot uh, totally free think about uh, evolution of... But here, you know, we have the collection of old stones. There are eight museums into the University of Padua. I work also on the on the documentary about the 800 years of the foundation of the University of Padua. That's the reason, because I know how many museums they have. And uh, really, they have the stone collection, the fossil collection, and uh, arrive also, you know, the oldest uh, botanic uh, garden mm. of all the world is uh, the gar- botanic garden of the University of Padua. Because all the plants arrive from all around the world, and here people can come to study those things. And of course, till this moment, everything was created by God. And people start to ask, why if God created everything, we never know those things? 
why we never met these people why we thought that the earth was flat uh, while is a sphere you know many why yeah. in uh, in padua can find answers in other university they were not so free to find uh, uh, answers, sometimes wrong. We're talking about 500 years ago, so yeah. the, the science was quite old. But in the meantime, of course, they can make questions and they can decide to find uh, an answer. Also, you have to understand why they were so revolutionary, because if you look today, Galileo said a lot of wrong things. So mm -hmm. why you have to study him? Mm -hmm. Simply because in this moment, uh, his way, to find the reality, that is the scientific method, is still the method that we use uh, 400 years after. There you, you know, go. When you make a thesis, you have to demonstrate it three times, only if after three times that you make perfectly the same things, uh, nothing changes, means that this one is a natural law. Mm -hmm. And this method is called the scientific method and arrives from Galileo. So is the reason because we study him, because yes. we find a way to look for truth, not uh, for what he discovered, because what he discovered after the invention of nuclear things, of many also way to discover universe. He cannot think about black holes or <laughs> about uh, supernova or about all those things, because it was totally impossible for them to see things mm -hmm. uh, you know they were happy because they saw for the first time uh, saturn or uh, jove you can imagine that uh, with the material we have today if galileo will born for one hour today he will death for <laughs> what is he <laughs> around them because really cannot imagine what's happened in 400 yeah. years rafael i have about six more hours worth of questions but i want to <laughs> I want to respect your time and thank you so much. You're a wealth of knowledge. If someone makes a trip to Venice, Lee, how could they learn more about you? Or how could they, if someone wants dance lessons, is it possible to connect with you in Venice? Or, or is that not possible? I use Instagram and social. Okay. And you saw that when uh, it happened that I gave lesson and I have a conference. And maybe if there is something particular, for example, next week is going to start the cocktail week. That is the the moment when uh, all the hotels are open to public. And so really you can go into unique place uh, to show them. I will bring uh, some people around these buildings to explain the history of the buildings. Today starts the Venice Fashion Week that don't have uh, the idea of runway, but the idea of, let's talk about fashion as a language. This morning there was uh, a meeting uh, with artisans involved in um, fashion production. And so people who make fabric, all those things, you can find in uh, Venice Fashion Week uh, site, uh, the full program. There are many appointments where you can find me, but also many other people, maybe also more interesting than me, um, ah. that you can talk with. Is there anything big happening in Venice in December or January? What is it like there? Well, at the end of December, we have the most important event for Venetian, that is the Festa della Salute, that is... Uh, 
is a, a Catholic event, but really is probably the last really Venetian event. You can find uh, food on the street, uh, you know, but the food that children want to eat, uh, so fritelle, balloon uh, that, be, that children can buy after they go to the church. You can find many of the things that are really typical of a common city. But as it is the most important event in the city, you have concerts in the Scuola Grande of San Giovanni Evangelista, for example, there is a free concert where all Venetians want to go because it's a really Venetian moment and only Venetian knows. During the Salute, everything is closed in the city because it's real, the saint of the city. While San Martino is very nice because it's for children. Hmm. And so children go around the street singing San Martino and Sofita. They start to sing their song. And at the end of the song, people give them um, sweeties. Yeah. They give a little bit of, uh, but little bit of money in this way. They can go to buy some cakes or things like this. You know, is a the, the real event for children in the city, and it's still is still. You know, the the school, for example, organized for children goes in the morning with these things singing the the song. And uh, really, they go into shops, uh, and the the shop, the, the the people who work into the shop, uh, they prepare the things to give to the to the see. children. It's for children, but uh, is not. Uh, you know, we also have uh, Halloween here in Italy, okay, uh, in in a different way, but it's perfectly the same things about that person that comes. Uh, you know, we we prepare a dinner with a dish more. We we'll leave. The, the dish all the night on the table because the spirit of uh, our uh, our ancient our old parents can come and eat something to our table and really is really common you know the first of november in italy is huh. the celebration of all the death people oh that's beautiful tradition la festa di tutti morti yeah, mm. the, the, the event uh, when you remember all the deaf people, you have to go to the cemetery and usually you bring flowers for people who have not uh, parents still alive. Mm. In this way, you leave flowers to the tomb that uh, don't have, to the grave that don't have the fresh flower. It means that uh, you think about people that uh, don't leave someone on earth. And so it's a party, but it's, you know, it's Halloween, it's the same night. We're talking about deaf people, but in a totally different spirit. Well, Raffaele, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. If you'd like to follow Raffaele, his Instagram is Raffaele Desi, as spelled below in the show notes. And if you're a foodie, don't miss next week, where we're going to meet another native Venetian who is a food and travel blogger, who is also very active in the culinary scene in Venice. Until next time.